Hello guys, so this is just a quick episode this week and I'm recording this uh, really just quickly and really raw because it's probably not going to be a whole lot in this one, so I hope you enjoy. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of At The Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and this week is just the quick one. It's just me this week because it's a very quick one. I can guarantee that I'm going to be having guests on for the rest of the month. Uh, of episodes and hopefully for the rest of the year honestly but yeah this week i'm covering the 1940 film pinocchio which i just finished watching about five minutes ago because i uh, i'm just not prepared i guess i don't know no uh so yeah they are doing a live action disney remake of pinocchio which is coming out this week on disney plus when this episode goes out it'll be out this week so uh, i that should be fine uh i guess to sort of give my overall opinions on the live action disney remakes before i talk about this film i don't care for them I think they are poor and dumb and unnecessary of the ones I've seen. So the ones I have seen are The Lion King and Milan, I'm pretty sure. I don't think I've seen any of the other ones, at least not to my memory. But yeah, I mean, I'm not looking forward to Pinocchio per se. I'm just, you know, tying in an episode because I'm trying to do that for as many episodes as I can throughout the year is tying episodes into Aladdin, of course. So just looking at my ratings for the remakes I've seen. So I've seen Aladdin, Mulan, and The Lion King. Lion, I gave Mulan and The Lion King both a 2 out of 10, and I gave Aladdin a 5 out of 10, which might be a bit generous, but I'm leaving that as a 5. I'll probably rewatch it, and I'll watch through... These, this list I'm looking at has 18 of them, which is a lot more than I was thinking there would be. I, I, hit, I hit Jungle Book's actually a pretty decent one, and like the only one that's worth watching. So, I mean, I was, I was going to check it out regardless, because I, again, I've heard it is actually a good movie, so I'm all for, you know, good stuff, especially because some people say it's better than the original. I don't know if I'll, how I feel about it, but I will be watching it, maybe, maybe this week even, to sort of get myself ready for this Pinocchio remake. So yeah, Pinocchio, uh, it's a film I, I, I'd seen many, many a time in childhood. I've seen a lot, I saw a lot of Disney films growing up, you know, Pinocchio, uh, you know, Snow White, Aladdin, Lion King, Little Mermaid, Hercules, you know, all of them. And I, and I, and I haven't, and I've seen this film, I haven't seen this film in, God, it must be, it's got to be, get, it must have been getting close to a decade since I've seen it. I, I genuinely don't remember the last time I watched it and God damn, is it such a dark fucked up film like like disney in general is very dark and fucked up honestly but like this one really might be maybe the most dark and depressing no i'd say dumbo is the most depressing but i hate dumbo i think dumbo is just not a good film it's not enjoyable it's not which i mean i guess it's not meant to be enjoyable i kind of guess that's the point but it just doesn't work i don't particularly care for dumbo it's one of my least favorite disney films i'd say i just don't care about it and this one i think this is like mid-tier disney it's not one of the best ones it's not up there with like lion king or hunchback or aladdin or hercules or anything like that it's just like a middle of the road decent fine movie but I think th- there is some good stuff in it. I really, I kind of wish Disney, uh, not to say that I haven't been liking a lot of what Disney's doing recently. Hell, I, I would go as far to say most of what Disney's done in recent years is actually really good for them. Well, 
some of what they've done in recent years has been good. I I, I really loved Encanto. If you if you uh, listen to the uh, review of the year episode, I think I, I think I touched on it a bit then, and I also must have touched on it in what I watched this month actually because I rewatched earlier at the end. Encanto is fantastic. I I really got a lot out of it besides the ending, which I think is uh particularly poor then i didn't care for the run last dragon i haven't seen frozen 2 i am planning on watching through all the disney films i haven't seen because i might as well uh but uh, pinocchio was it's certainly good to have a fresher mind on this one now that i've rewatched it because again like i haven't seen i haven't seen a lot of disney films in years i mean i i, I watch i've watched lion king a couple times i rewatched it earlier this year and i rewatched it last year as well because the lion kick is so fucking good it's the best thing disney has ever made and possibly will ever make it's certainly with disney animation it is the best thing they've ever made and possibly just in general will ever make but yeah this film as i mentioned before is sort of mid-tier disney i don't think it's amazing i don't think it's terrible either i think like i think it is sort of around that sort of level of uh quality that a lot of the early disney stuff is you know stuff like snow white and uh and sleeping beauty and peter pan and, and all those kinds of films are of like their sort of mid-tier disney films you know they're because again this was sort of the days of disney where they didn't really know what they were doing with a lot of their films and they kind of well not that they didn't know what they were doing but they weren't as ambitious as or they were sort of like you know sort of i felt like in this film you could sort of feel like because i think this is like the second or third disney film they'd done i think like like the live like um animation one i think they were done yeah second animated feature film produced by disney after the after snow white but i think this film made 164 million dollars at the box office that's pretty good i can't imagine all i mean i don't know maybe i some of that is probably from re-releases and stuff but still 164 million for a 1940s film that's i mean it's still probably it still probably is worth infinitely more than that you know due to inflation and all that but i think pinocchio is a pretty decent film i i, I think pinocchio as, as a protagonist character i think disney a, a lot of the time are very good at creating protagonists I, I think I think they're one of the only companies, uh, certainly for a time, at creating female protagonists, because if, if I'm being like completely honest, they're not good at making female protagonists anymore. I mean, just look at the live-action remakes. I mean, Jesus Christ, Milan was terrible. It was such a an awful, awful, abysmal film on like so many levels, and I just don't know because you know, well, okay. I should sort of clarify that statement. I think a lot of classic Disney princesses and Disney protagonists are very much archetypes and sort of stereotypes of that era. And some of them might not have aged well, especially when I get around to re-watching all of them. They probably haven't aged well, but I think they are, well, decent enough characters. I, th- I think, you know, uh, you know, Mulan, I think, is a, is a great female protagonist. And um, what's her name? Maribel in Encanto, I think, is also really good. But you know, they don't have as many strictly male protagonists. Like, like Pinocchio is the main guy in this film. It is his 
story it is his journey we are following and i think he's a very likable endearing character for the most part you know you can't get too upset with him when he makes dumb decisions because he is a kid at the end of the day and you have to be more lenient towards kids when they make bad decisions and it's also more believable that about him doing these bad things especially because he's also been alive for like not that long when we see him but so it's it's it is believable and makes sense within the context of the story that he would make poor decisions because he's just you know he's he's not that old really like he you know he he's you know probably if he you know when he becomes a real boy uh spoilers that's the ending but uh, but like he you know he looks like he's about you know seven maybe eight years old you know sort of in how he looks but in reality he's not that old even you know and and then yeah it'll look like that age but that doesn't mean he is uh that age but yeah i think like the characters i think jiminy cricket is a very nice sort of a sidekick character he's he's very entertaining i I, i'm i i do kind of like the whole he's sort of he's communicating with the audience throughout the film i I, i'm a big fan of that i'm a I like those kinds of characters that like they're like oh I'm I'm gonna tell you a story about this and you know they're one of the characters in the film like uh, like Tangled is one that I need that I'll be rewatching and it's and the story is told or there's like narration from Flynn Rider in the film but yeah I think yeah I think Jiminy Cricket is a very very entertaining uh, sidekick I think Geppetto is really nice I think I think Figaro and Cleo uh, Figaro the cat and Cleo the fish are are perfectly fine they're not anything amazing I, I think the villains are very interesting i think uh, honest jack i don't know why but i feel like that just plays differently to me now <laughs> like the way he sort of takes pinocchio and it's like oh i'm gonna take you to this place and i'm gonna give and i'm gonna introduce you to this guy like the way that plays i can't i mean that's obviously not the intention i don't think but it does play to me like okay so he's the way i looked at it from my sort of modern sensibilities is that he'll he's like a predator right like he's a i mean maybe that's why he was you know is he a cow or something he's like a yeah he looks like a cow or something but the way it was played and written is just sort of like okay this doesn't this is it makes me feel very uncomfortable looking at it now like because i know there's nothing going to be really awful i mean there's gonna be bad things happening but there isn't going to be like heinous actions on jack's part because it's a kid's film but it just plays uh differently which is i guess you know a comment on how society has changed and plus growing up in an age i have where you see these kinds of videos of people of you know to like to catch a predator or something and like wow this is really <laughs> dark uh but you know that sort of thing and you know i think he's like he's entertaining and i think he's ri- he's not in it that much I-, I appreciate that a lot of classic disney films are like under 90 minutes like Dumbo I think is like an hour and three minutes hour and four minutes it's fucking great because I I I, I had animated films have such a problem sometimes a lot of modern ones where they're like oh we need where they go for like hour an hour 50 minutes two hours and I'm like you don't need to go that long like Anomalisa for example which I watched earlier this year phenomenal phenomenal film it's like it's like it's less than 90 minutes because it doesn't need to be longer than that and it's one of the best film animated films ever made i would argue and it's one of the best films of that year but i just think that 
yeah, I think this film really works due to its, you know, being a 90-minute film, and I, I, I really appreciate that it's, you know, like, it's not trying, like, it's, you know, it's telling the story, and it's, and it's doing all these things, but it is very much sort of, like, because we follow Pinocchio for the most part, like, he is the main character, and he does all these things, and we see him get into trouble with all these things, and I think that this film really, yeah, works on a lot of, on a lot of uh, levels, and I just think that does a lot of really interesting things. I think the Pleasure Island is legitimately horrifying for a children's film. Like, it's so dark and screwed up, and, like, the scene where one of the kids where like Pinocchio and uh, Lampwicket I think it is or something are in that room and then he starts transforming into a donkey and just the horror that is created by a kid's film and the way in which it just like because I was watching it and I, and I remember this scene and just watching it's like this is legitimately horrifying and the whole thing of like these boys are are, you know turned into donkeys and then sold is so horrifying because like disney is not there's no i can't imagine a new disney film is going to be touching on isn't is never going to have something as dark as kids transforming into animals and then being sold as as labor as labor animals like there's no way disney was ever is ever going to put that in a film again and it, and it, it leads me to the point of i wonder how accurate this pinocchio film is going to stay to the original film because there's a lot of stuff in this like i imagine because i i the ending of the film which i'm going to sort of get to now is there being is pinocchio his his uh, geppetto he goes looking for pinocchio and he gets eaten by a whale which i think is a very sort of cheap way of explaining that to the audience and to the characters as well but i mean it's a kid's film you can't be too harsh on it for weak and just sort of deus ex machina-esque writing like sort of just having the characters find out something by a bird dropping off a letter or something like that just a bit weak although i guess it could be sort of you could sort of take the inference that oh maybe it's from the fairy or something who's done this i don't know i think it's uh it's weird but I, I i do think the sort of final few minutes of the film where pinocchio he goes to find geppetto and he is being chased by he's you know he's in the ocean and he's looking through the ocean and he's asking and him and jiminy cricket they're asking all these fish about monstro and they all just seem so terrified and so freaked out by it and i i think that's actually really impressive and i think it's really good the way the film is able to capture this sense of dread because we because all we know for you know when we hear we we just are like monstro the whale and that's all we know and we don't really see the whale that much until, you know, we we cut to the whale asleep. And then, yeah, we just see Geppetto in the boat with Figaro and Cleo in Geppetto. And then we see, like, a bunch of fish swim past. And then we see Monster, you know, open his eye and they stop. And then he moves and they all freak out. And then just the, 
the music and the way Monstro just is this massive whale just swimming around and these fish are terrifying and then Pinocchio is you know he sees Monstro and then he you know he's swimming with the fish and just it's building and and it's and it's, it's actually really quite uh well done and I, and I think it's a, an incredibly effective bit of I, I was gonna say horror but that's not what tension it's it's a ten, tension is the word horror I, I sort of put horror and tension sort of that's sort of inseparable for a lot of the part but I but you know you can have horror I mean I guess you can have either you know you can something can be you know you can have tension and it's not a horror film but you can also have horror and there's no tension you know but this is much more tension and it's really palpable because they build up because we because Monstro's not really in it Monstro I mean there's no real main villain like we meet you know like four or five different villains in this film we meet with Monstro there's Honest Jack and Honest Jack's like mate there's the guy who runs Pleasure Island and sells the uh and sell and turns the boys into donkeys and then there's the guy who puts Pinocchio in a cage but I think Monstro is sort of arguably the main I mean he is the villain that we end the film on it's the climax of the film is them being you know swimming away and being chased by Monstro and I think that is incredibly well done and I think it really you know builds the tension and it's it's really effective honestly I think it's uh, one, of, one of the best scenes in Disney, honestly. I think the whole setup and build up to Monstro as a villain and as a character, because you know we, because you know we hear Jiminy Cricket, he's like, oh, you know, Monstro, he, you know, he's eat, he eats like entire ships and everything, and and as an audience, we're just sort of like, oh no, this isn't good. And then yeah, we see Monstro and we don't really see him do much, and then you know he wakes up and then he just snaps. You know he just becomes this monster who's just splashing through the ocean and you know they think you know they they make him sneeze and they think they've escaped but he's still chasing them and then they go over these waves and he splashes and it causes this massive wave and they're all, oh, it's, it's it's really good actually i really really like it it's it's one it's the best part of the film honestly i really appreciate it appreciate yeah I, I enjoy it and i appreciate it as a genuinely good scene of tension honestly i think because throughout the entire film I, I i felt that most of the film before that point basically from when pinocchio and jiminy get into the water till the ending is really good actually i would say that's the the best stuff of the film but everything before that is like decent and i mean the turn the kid turning into the donkey is horrifying and, fa and fantastic it's really freaking brilliant I, I do really like that but the rest of the film is just so bland and kind of meandering and it's so just like the writing's a bit weak honestly because it's like you know pinocchio oh he he escapes from this guy who he was you said oh he was given to this kid by honest jack and then oh he's going back home and then honest jack finds him again and sells him to this person it's just like oh, okay put get on with it you know but but yeah, then then the film, you know, then we meet Monstro and the and the rest of the film's great till the ending. And if the entire film was like that, it probably would be a, a it would be yeah a phenomenal phenomenal film, just a phenomenal piece of work. And you know the ending where um, Pinocchio he turns into a real boy after making a deal with the witch, and you know he is a real boy. And then the happy ending, you know Geppetto and they're, they're all together as a big old family and. Uh, Jiminy gets his gold medal, whatever uh, I think it is. Yeah, it's, it's it's I do really like the ending, and yeah, last 15, 20 minutes or so with Monstro, fantastic. Everything beforehand is a bit 
so-so. It's it's not fine. It's not bad. I, I wouldn't say it's bad by any means, but it's definitely, like, weak. It's it's definitely some of the weaker stuff. It's, 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 the, it's the weaker half. But, yeah, the last 20 minutes really saves it. So I'm giving this a 7 out of 10. If, if the monstro stuff wasn't in it or was in it less, it might be a 6 out of 10. But the monstro stuff, you know, being the third act, the ending of the film, is enough to push it uh, to a 7 out of 10 for me. So thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. I will be covering the uh, remake of Pinocchio in my review of the year episode which will be coming out at the end of the year as I, and i will uh well either yeah at the end of the year or it will be the first episode of next year i'm not entirely sure on what my plan is with that i may change it and have if i'm looking at it i'm just looking at the schedule now yeah the review of the year episode will be the final episode of 2022 and yeah, I've got the full schedule planned out for the rest of the year for the most part. And yeah, I, I, I've really got some good stuff in the works for the next few weeks and the last few months of the year. So thank you all for listening to this episode, guys. And I will see all of you in the next one. Goodbye.